Hello, welcome back to your next stop. This is your host, Juliette Hahn. Another episode that I'm so excited to have you guys listen to. I met Deidre Sheen at PodFest. And when she told me about Cap Show, AI-powered podcast copywriter, I was like, oh my God, I need to know a little bit more. Then she started telling me her story about how she's Malaysian, uh, her Malaysian background, her parents immigrated to Sydney, Australia. And that's where she grew up. She was like the kid that had all the grades. She was told she was going to be a doctor. And then how her life pivoted and where she became an entrepreneur. You guys do not want to miss this. You can find Cap Show and Deidre at uh, on IGs where they hang out a lot. And then you can also find uh, Cap Show online. So Cap Show is C-A-P-S-H-O dot com. Then you can also find them on HG, which is Cap Show HQ. And then you can also look up Deidre, which is D-E-I-R-D-R-E. T-S-H-E-I-N. And wait until you hear how she migrated to New York and the fact that her first business and entrepreneur, her actually her first stint in being an entrepreneur was with her husband and they started a brick and mortar, which led to five brick and mortars. I'm not going to tell you what it was in Sydney. And then also a, a another brick and mortar. So they have all these, these stores in, in Sydney and now they're in New York. Wait until you hear the story. You guys know where to find me. Uh, you can find me at IamJulietHahn.com, Instagram, IamJulietHahn, uh, Twitter, Twitch, all of the places, I am Juliet Han. If you want to find me on LinkedIn, it is Juliet Han. We will see you guys. And I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Have you ever been listening to your favorite podcast and that moment comes up and you think, oh my gosh, I need to share it? Well, now you can with Picked Cherries. What I love about Picked Cherries so much is that when I'm listening to my favorite podcast and that moment comes up that I want to share, I can take a snippet, which is called a Picked Cherry, and I can send that to my friends and family so they can get involved in the podcast that I love. It's almost like sending an IG or a TikTok. Available now, iOS and Android. If you're not picking cherries, are you really listening to podcasts? <laughs> Hello, everyone. So you know, I say this every single time, but I am so excited to bring you a person that has followed a passion and turned it into a business. So welcome Deidre Shen from Cap Show. How are you? I'm so good. Thanks so much for having me on here. I'm so excited. So we met at PodFest back in May. And when I met you and your partner uh, with the business, I was like, you know what, I need to know more about the business. But then when you guys started diving into your stories, I said, Oh, my gosh, we have to have a podcast episode. So if you can actually I'm going to give it my listeners so they can, you know, I know right now they're like, Okay, wait, I want to know a little bit more. So Deidre, really started this company called Cap Show. And it takes the world's... It basically takes the headache out of podcasting. Am I correct on that? Totally. Yeah. So basically, we call it an AI-powered podcast copywriter. Uh, so you upload an audio file and it creates episode title, description, show notes, social media captions, promotional email. And we just launched blog post and YouTube description as well. So, so exciting. Okay. So where you guys can find this amazing thing, especially if you're a podcaster, but even if you're not, I want you guys to hear this story and hear how Deidre and her partner started this because it's really, really, really cool because the stories are what's going to connect us. It's going to make you guys want to listen a little bit more. But so on Instagram, you can follow Cap Show at C-A-P-S-H-O-H-Q. 
right? That's Instagram. You can also online, it's capshow.com. And then you can also find, follow uh, Deidre on um, IG and that's D-E-I-R-D-R-E. And then it's T-S-H-E-I-N. So for all my dyslexic listeners, I know you're thanking me for spelling that because, and you guys will laugh because Deidre, and am I saying that right now? Uh, yeah. I'm really so not fast. So, okay, just so you see, the Australian way that of saying it is Deidre. It's like Deidre. E. Okay. Deidre. Yeah. yeah. So I, keep- Whereas I, I know the American way of saying it's like a little bit different. <laughs> yeah. So Deidre, not Deidre. Okay. So Deidre, I'm so sorry. But so we just had like a funny thing interacting in the beginning of this, which is edited out, but I could not say it. I was like, wait, I keep thinking of Deirdre and I know I'm saying it wrong because that's, you know, the American way. So Deidre. Uh, so I can't wait to, you know, I know that we, I, I can totally remember when we started talking at PodFest and mm. you started telling me about Cap Show and I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. Wait, I want to know, how, how, you know, of course I asked my curious questions and then I stopped you guys because I was like, whoa, 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 I need to have a podcast about this. So can you give us a little background on who you are, kind of, you know, where you grew up, how you, uh, you know, how you ended up in Australia and then, you know, we'll get into how you created Cap Show. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, first of all, thank you so much. This is such an honor to be on this podcast. Um, but yeah, so I, uh, my parents are from Malaysia and they migrated to Australia, Sydney, Australia, uh, basically when I was a baby. So I pretty much for all intents and purposes grew, like grew up completely quite Westernized in, in the Australian culture. Uh, but it was like a very interesting, and I think a lot of, you know, even Asian Americans or anyone who's really immigrated for here from, from any other country can probably really, um, relate to this, which is you're, you're caught in this like really interesting dynamic of, having this Western cultural influence, but still being almost held, like brought up in the very Asian culture. So, you know, for me, I had this, and it wasn't by the way my parents fought, but, you know, this is just the way that we we were brought up. It's like this, almost like this guilt of needing to be the person that uh, my parents wanted me to be because they had migrated essentially to give us a better life and better opportunities. So, and I didn't really understand this until obviously I was a lot older and was and, and looking back and going like, how did I get all these hangups and how did, you know, all these things. <laughs> and that's kind of where it really stemmed from, right? You know, because time and time again, it was like, well, okay, we can't afford certain things, but look, we're going to invest in your education and in your, the things that in, you know, the very Asian culture is like the, what is going to make me successful essentially. And again, in Asian culture, the reason why they, a lot of parents do that is so that essentially, yeah, they want us to have a better life for sure. But there's a little bit of, you know, uh, a hidden agenda behind that, which is that when they get into their older, when they get older, they want us to look after them. Right. So there's like, there's, there's that bit. So I kind of grew up needing to get obviously really good marks. I was treated from third grade. I played the piano since I was like, four or five. Um, I had to, I took a test when I was in fourth grade to get into what they call opportunity class. So it's kind of like a class of gifted and talented in year five and six. Um, and then I took a test in the sixth grade to get into a selective school, 
a public selective school. Um, and so I got into the top one in the state. Um, and then, you know, it was kind of like time and time. It was like getting tutored, getting, like it was all of these, my, I didn't have extracurriculars, right? My extracurricular was being in another classroom, learning right. more things. Um, and then, yeah. And then basically my parents wanted me to become a doctor. That was, that's the path. You know, you've got to become a doctor because all they want to say is they have a doctor in the family. Um, and so I was on that path because honestly, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Like I, to be completely honest, I'd never really had to make a decision for myself at, up until that point, if that makes sense. Like I, cause yeah. I just, they just told me what to do and I just, I didn't know what else to do. So I just did that. Um, and so I was on this path of, you know, wanting to become a doctor in, in Australia to do that. You have to obviously get the marks. Um, and so that was kind of not a problem for me cause I've always, you know, been used to that. Um, but then the, uh, to become a doctor, you also have to do the interview, uh, so that they can actually test your interpersonal skills and all that, all that stuff. And so I actually made it to the interview and it was actually in that interview that I realized that I just, it, that wasn't something I wanted to do. And I don't think it ever was. And that became right. excruciatingly apparent in the interview. And I'm like, <laughs> when they're asking me these very relevant, very logical questions. And I'm like, I'm struggling because that's just, yeah. yeah. And how old were you? So I would have been in um, at twelfth grade, so seventeen. I was seventeen at, right. that, at that point, and I'm like, oh my gosh! All of this time, I've been like chasing this thing that I it just did not make sense, and I had to be really honest with my parents. And I'm like, I this is just something not, that I didn't want to do, and in a way, I had to negotiate with them to be like, okay, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to go and pursue medicine, um, because I just cannot imagine ever doing that. But you know what? I'll, 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 I'll kind of, I'll do law instead. Again, I never wanted to do law, but that was again, right. like the, the second option, you know, the second best, <laughs> you know, if you don't have a doctor in the family, we'll may as well have a lawyer in the family. So I was like, well, I don't know what else. And honestly, the reason why, um, so again, in, in, in Sydney, especially in, in the universities there, uh, to do a law degree, you actually have to do a, um, it's a combined degree essentially. So, right. you, right. so for me, I was like always been fascinated with the business world. So I did it, ended up doing a combined law and business degree. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my upbringing, uh, to that point. Right. So, which is, I mean, it so, so fascinates me. Cause I remember when you were saying this, I said, I've had, you know, a couple Asian Americans or Asian, you know, Asian backgrounds. And th they say that time and time again. And I guess when you grow up in America, you always do hear that you hear the tiger mom, you hear this, or, you know, I, I have friends that, you know, uh, Japanese, Chinese that, you know, migrated over here. And, and, and it is, it's very much, we've given you all of these things. So now we expect X from you. And so my, I'm always fascinated as, or is there ever, cause I mean, in America, there's always like the black sheep, right? There's always the black sheep in the family, or what if someone you know, all of a sudden was dyslexic, like I am, and school was hard for me. So I would love to know in your family, you know, if, if there was ever one of your siblings, because you do have siblings, correct? Yeah, yeah, yes. I, I remember when we talked, when we talked yes. about that, was it the same for him? Or did like, you know, you didn't all of a sudden rebel and, and it wasn't even rebelling. It's just like, wait, I want to have my own life, right? <laughs> this is not, this is not what I want. So it's, I, you wouldn't even consider that rebelling, yeah. but I'm very curious if your brother also followed in those, in those footsteps, or if you know other people in your family that maybe that person, you know, 
was the golden child and then ended up at some point like completely going off the rails? Yeah. Uh, so it was very different for my brother, I would have to say. And this is, uh, okay. So I think there was a, a few reasons why it was quite different for my brother. So one is that I think pretty much early on, my parents could probably tell that I was the more academically gifted or inclined. Um, right. so that, so it's kind of like, you know, which, which eggs do I put my basket in? Like, you know, let's, we'll, <laughs> we'll really push Deidre in this path, but Hey, like, you know, my brother, Andrew, wasn't really quite as, you know, so we just have to help him work out what, what that is. Um, so that was one consideration, but I do think, you know, there is the whole, like he was the firstborn, so he was my older brother and he was male. Um, and that right. is a very, again, another very Asian and yeah, thing that happens that again, I didn't quite understand at that, at that time, but it was like, we'll give him the freedom to explore and, and all the things. But for me, it's like, well, I need, you know, they were very much on me, um, to do something. So, um, again, I understand. I know that they came at it from like uh, doing the best that they could and, and with the best intentions. Um, but yeah, that was kind of the reality. Uh, so yeah. So, you know, it's, it's funny when you, when you're like, yeah, was there a gold standard in the family? Cause in a way, like I think I was like, I was the gold standard. I was the one who was always achieving and hitting the, the milestones and getting, doing the things. And, you know, I, it feels like in a way when I opened my first business, I think there was a little bit of like, is this me going off the rails, but also, right? <laughs> but also <laughs> like, I think my parents were also proud of the fact that like, I, you know, cause again, it's also this entrepreneurship is also another weirdly enough, another standard. And I think for them, they were thinking, you know, I, I remember my dad having these discussions with me early on where it's like, yeah, you know, you can become a doctor. And then when you can become a doctor, you can open your own practice. And so it was always from a lens of entrepreneurship, even in right. the medical space. So I think, yeah, there was a weird dynamic going on even then to be like, oh, you sure right. want to do this thing? Because there's a lot of risk, but also a sense of pride that it's like, oh, okay, she's just going to give it a go anyway. So no, that's, yeah, that's very cool. So are either of your parents entrepreneurs? Uh, no. So they've never started their own business. I think my, my dad always used to talk about it, but just, yeah, he, he's not a risk taker in that, in that, from that perspective. But isn't it interesting that he used to talk about it. And so that's where it was like, okay, if you become a doctor safe, because you're going yeah. to school and you always have a, you know, position. Um, and I, I shouldn't say that because I'm sure there's some doctors out there going, no, that's, it's, that's not true. But <laughs> In my perspective, in my head, that's, you know, the way yes. it is. It's more safe. I mean, yes, you have to go through a lot of school and it's very hard work, but for him to always kind of talk about it and then be like, well, you can go into your own practice because that's the entrepreneurship. So when you went into the, you know, you decided, okay, I'm going to go the law route. When was that when you had the aha moment? Like, no, I hate this. I don't want to, and I shouldn't say I hate this. I'm putting words into your mouth, but I kind of feel like y y totally you did. <laughs> totally accurate. Yeah. So, um, it was actually very, very early on. Um, I realized that, yeah, it was not. And, and actually it was funny. We, I did an elective. Um, I think it was probably in my, it was the summer of my first year. So again, being an overachiever, I was like, I want to try to do this as quickly as possible. So I actually did summer classes as well to try to get more credits, um, under my belt. So I actually did an elective in space law which I was by far my 
most favorite law subject. But it's funny why it was because space law is so nascent. There's really no real law to be had because you know, nothing's been established. And so when even when I looked at it, I was like, okay, there must be a reason why I'm enjoying right. non-law subject the most is because I just do not fundamentally see myself going into law or really enjoying law. So yeah, it was really actually early on that I realized that law was not going to be the path that I would pursue. Okay. But did you still get a degree in it or did you change your major somewhere I, along the line? Yeah, there? I did. I did. As I said, so we, it was a double degree. Um, so it was, I did business and law. I think, again, I was always like, I, I'm, I was pretty sure that I was going to go down the business route. Um, yeah. And the law was just because I've just been taught to finish things that I start. And I'm like, Started. well, yep. I, yeah, I'm like halfway through it or whatever, I may as well just finish it. So, finish yeah. It. I, I mean, and, and if you think about it, as you said, your parents did the best that they can. They gave you a lot of really good grounding things. I mean, they had you where you obviously were competitive. You saw that you were good at something. They focused on that. And the fact, you know, you start something that you finish. I mean, that's something that I say to my kids all the time, you know, especially when it came to like musical instruments. You know, I think one of my mm -hmm. kids played the saxophone and I was like, mm, okay, it's not going to be easy, but all right, cool. You know, and halfway through, they're like, I don't like this. And I was like, well, you need to finish it. You need to see it out. And then you can stop. Same with any sports. I mean, most of the time they all loved the sport they were in. But if there was a time where I was like, I don't know that I want to finish this when they were little, I was like, nope, we signed up for these classes. You will finish them. And then you can next year, we don't have to sign up again. But there, there is something there where it's like, you, you don't, you don't stop. I will say there was one time I gave my daughter a pass because we took on way too much. And she was doing all of her sports. She was in like in the school play, she was in course, and she also was playing an instrument and she wasn't practicing any of it. And I said to her, okay, the, you know, the concert's coming up in like two months. I mean, we had, they really had just started. I said, I'm going to mm -hmm. give you a pass, but here's the reason why. And we're going to talk to the teacher. You're going to go and you're, you haven't done any of the practice. First of all, in my head, I was like, that's going to be awful. And I don't want to sit through that. Like, <laughs> It's going to be a shit show. So selfishly, yeah. that's, you know, why I kind of did that. But I said to her, it's really important that you see this through, but also talk to your teacher and explain why. Okay. You know what? I think I need to, to retire this because it's not fair for you. You're putting time in. I'm not able to put the extra time in. So it's kind of disrespectful to something that you love. And my daughter understood that. She was like, I, I see what you're saying. And the teacher actually was like, thank you. You know, let, let's get you out before it's too late, you know, where they already have her position and all of that. So I think that's a wonderful lesson that your parents taught you. And the fact that you were like, I'm going to see it through, but you always knew in the back of your head, but I'm going to go in business. So you also followed something that was your passion. It wasn't just what your parents were telling you. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I th and that's why I always, you know, I, there's so many things that I, as you said, I learned from my parents and I'm so grateful for that upbringing. I mean, was it the easiest? No, but it was mine. And like, and as I said, like my parents did the best that they could. And, you know, being first migrants into another country is not easy. You know, they had to start from the very bottom. They didn't have any network to lean on. They didn't have any, like, I get all of that. And that's why I talk about it from the, it's make, I, I, I say it like, oh, these are all really bad things that happened to me, but like, I wouldn't be where I am now. I wouldn't be who I am if that, if, I didn't have that experience. So I'm, I'm actually really grateful for it all. Well, and that's true. And then again, what, what we talk about this on this podcast all the time is your story, right? Your story shaped you. Someone's going to listen to your story and maybe they're going to be someone young or maybe it's going to be a parent and they're going to say, 
wow, okay, you know what? I'm more connected. I'm more apt now to look at Capshow and other businesses you did because your story really resonated and connected with them. So I would love to get into, I know you started a bunch of businesses. So let's dive right into this entrepreneur. Like, you know, when you first realized this is what I'm going to do and then take us a little bit down that journey, please. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So I graduated um, with a combined degree, both with honors, uh, you know, Asian Nerdalert. Um, and then I went, <laughs> so when I, uh, and at the same time, while I was actually doing my degrees, I was working part-time in an investment bank. So I actually just stayed there. I got my grad job there um, and I was there for like 12 years or something ridiculous. It was, wow. yeah. Um, and, but it was, uh, but not all of that time was just exclusively um working at, at the bank. So when I was in my mid twenties, I call it the quarter life crisis. I, you know, I again had another pivotal moment or epiphany, I guess that I was like, oh, this is also not the path that I want to be on. Like corporate is not the thing for me. Um, and what really made that real was I was in this room, sitting in this room, I was working on, I was actually quite fortunate again, super grateful for all the experience that I have. Cause I was working on this really large project for the bank. Um, it had visibility all the way up to the CEO but and also I was in these rooms with these super senior executive people and they were having these and so I was actually you know in front of my eyes seeing how the interplay was happening but right. and so there was that was positive but then the you know the shadow side of that was I also got to see the politics playing out and all the back channeling that happens in you know and almost like who you have to become to right. be able to get to that level and at that point I was like I don't want to be that person. I don't want to have to become that person. Like no shade on people who do like, right. oh, like power you because that is hard. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. But like, I was like, I just don't think that I can do that. And, um, and so I, in that moment I was like, okay, well, if this isn't the path that I want to be on, then, then what is? And, you know, at the time my, um, then boyfriend, now husband, we'd actually just moved out and he, um, I had these dream, these visions of like, oh yeah, I'm going to, you know, do that, the female thing and cook really well. And I'll, you know, and that did not happen. I have no, <laughs> I cannot cook to save myself. Neither can I. Neither can I. Yeah. Good. Okay. So I'm not alone here, but, um, so Ash, like the good thing is, um, he loves cooking. Um, and he found that out when we started moving, when we moved out together and, um, and he also actually really loved baking because I love desserts. Um, I love my chocolate desserts, anything, any, anyway, so he fell in love with baking and he was actually, he was actually studying medicine, funnily enough. Um, and I think <laughs> half of the reason why he did it was just so that he could get my parents approval. <laughs> like This is an insane thing anyway, but he was miserable. He was hating it. And so we were both in these spots called life crisis where I'm like, Oh, I, I don't think this path is it for me. He's like, I don't think this path is it for me, but I knew that I, you know, can do the business thing. I, I'm really great at strategy and analysis. And he had a, a I guess a hands-on passion, like in, in baking, especially that right. he loved doing. So we're like, why don't we do this? So we actually, our first business was um, back in 2013 and it was a dessert bar. We opened a brick and mortar dessert bar in Sydney. Oh my God, I love that. That's so fascinating. But I love that he found, I mean, this now I just, because I did not know that when we we had talked, because I think I had stopped you after you were telling me about your upbringing. I think that's so amazing and so brilliant. And the fact that you both put your passions together and were able to create it together is so special. Okay. So you opened a brick and mortar in Sydney. 
Yes. Which, by the way, I would not, I would not <laughs> recommend for anyone to do as your first business because we, oh my gosh, it was so naive. So anyway, we, we knew that it was, we had something brilliant on our hands. Um, but we, and so, and being naive and young and we did all the things we were in debt because fitting out a place we had no idea was cause a lot of money. Uh, right. We yeah. were signing up to a lease and that, you know, like there were so many things that in hindsight, I was like, how, what in the world were we doing? Anyway, so we opened this thing. You were living we're your like, dream though, which was like, it's so beautiful. And that's what people, so many people would stop because they would be scared of all that stuff, right? Yes. They wouldn't take that risk and they would just be bored for the rest of life or miserable for the rest of their life and trying to fulfill it in other ways. So the fact that you guys were like, no, we're just going to go for it, I think is an attestament to who you guys are and, and the beauty of your confidence, right? You were confident in yourselves that you were going to be able to do it. And that comes from your upbringing a lot of it. Yeah, it does. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for saying that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I do like to joke about it. We were just being, we were just young and naive and stupid. Right. But, but yeah, I think you're right. Like a lot of it but was fearless, just like, yeah. fearless yeah. and bold, which is, yeah. is just awesome. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, anyway, so we opened and we str struggled like, because again, we were like, again, the naivety came through cause we were like, we know that this is the best thing since sliced bread. And we had those visions again, like we all do, we're going to open our doors and they're just going to be flooded for some reason. Like we just right. thought that people would magically find out about us. And we know, I think anyone who's ever been in entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship knows that that does not happen. So anyway, that's what we thought. And so we struggled for months and months and, um, but we, you know, to your point, it was like, I think the great thing um, about <laughs> doing it this way and almost like getting ourselves in debt and signing up to a lease agreement, it was like, we had kind of no other choice. Like we right. had to make it work, you know? So in a way we really put ourselves on the hook in the hardest way possible. And we did, we, we just really, um, I don't really like using the word hustle. I'm going to use it in a different context of like hustling in terms of trying all the things, um, to, we put all the things out there, uh, to try to make something work and to make something stick. And, um, eventually we did, um, and we grew that brand to five locations in Sydney, um, and opened wow. a burger restaurant as well. So we have two, we had two of those locations. So yeah, that's, that's kind of, so yeah. what, what was the name? What were the, with his name and is, is it still around? And I think you're going to get to that, but if you could tell us the name, that would be amazing. Yeah. So the dessert bar is called the Chalk Pot and the burger restaurant is called Stacks on S-T-A-X on burgers. Uh, so yeah, so still operating and yes, there is a story behind all of that as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, that. so that's, yeah, that's kind of what happened. So that really started your entrepreneur where you were yeah. like, okay, I have something now I can do that. And by the way, my, my husband is a great cook. So when you just said that, I was like, so I'm not the cook. He's the great cook. And I mean, a really good cook and burgers. He makes a burger that everyone that eats it is like, oh my gosh. So I've always said to him, you can open a burger truck, but he always laughs. And he's like, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. Like, that's not my passion. I love cooking for you guys and yeah. for friends and family, but I don't want to cook for, you know, the world. And it's nice that he knows that even though my kids and I will always laugh and be like, you know, they can call it instead of the hamburger, the Han burger, like our last name, because it's one of, yes. one of my kids' friends said that this is not a hamburger. This is a Han burger um, because it is really good. So I love that you guys did that and, and created that. And that's where you grew as an entrepreneur, which is really, really cool. Yeah. Because we had so many, I mean, I, I, when I give the highlight reel of like, yeah, we grew this to five locations and like, it sounds great, but oh my gosh, with the, 
the number of downs, like the number of, you know, we were in, we got into mediation with the landlord. We, you know, like it was, there was so many really, really dark moments. Right. That where time and time again, I was like, I don't know how we're going to get out of this. Like, I don't know how we're going to make this work. Right. Um, and it, so it was a tough, tough journey. But and again, how many years was that? So, uh, so we opened in 2013 and as it's like, they're still operating and actually, uh, yeah, I, I, I'll kind of get into it, but, um, we just over the last few years have decided to just start closing them. And we're actually looking at selling our last store this year. Um, okay. so yeah, so basically 2023 comes, we, that we won't personally be involved any longer in those businesses. But that's amazing though, that, that, that you grew it, you learned, as you said, you learned, and then you see where your life is taking a pivot. And that's what when people will say, and that, you know, I think you will agree with me. Um, cause I, you kind of touched on that is so many people will say like, I went down the wrong path or I didn't find my path or whatever. And they're stepping stones to everything that we've been through in our stories really make us who we are meant to be. And so I don't look back at my path and be like, okay, I went into college to go to corporate fitness, but I didn't do that. I went into communications, which like, right. Obviously that's what I'm doing, which is crazy, but I didn't do communications. Really. I was in ad sales and I decided to stay home with the kids. And just on a whim, I was like, I'm going to start a podcast because I always, I love telling stories. I love hearing stories. I love talking to people. I'm connecting and, and magically this is what has happened. And when you are on the right path, the doors open. It, the, I'm not saying it's easy. It's not, you know, it, it is a lot of work, but the doors seem to open. And when you know those doors are su shut tight, you need to look left or right because you know, okay, this is not the door I'm supposed to open, but what is it? And then that's where the curiosity and the, you know, the daydreaming and thinking about what should be next in your life. What is your next stop, right? To look and see and then explore it because so many people don't take that step. They don't take that time, they don't take it to kind of look around and see what am I meant to be doing? So I love that you did that. And I love that you have the path where you're like, okay, yeah, we're closing these. And this is what our next, you know, what our next part in life is. Yes. And, you know, just to uh, thank you for saying all of that again, because um, that actually ties in beautifully with like another pivotal moment in. So 2018, uh, so five years after um, opening uh, the, the chalk pot, and uh, we actually found out, it was another pivotal moment for us. We found out at the end of 2018 that our store manager for one of our busiest stores, so the one located in the heart of the city, had been stealing from us. And like, oh. I'm talking hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like, it was a lot of money. And we, cause we just, oh my thought, gosh. Like, yeah, it was just a downturn. Like, you know, we just thought all these things, but then we found out that he'd been stealing from us. And that was another moment where we, it made us really pause. And as you said, look around and be like, oh, is this still what we want to be doing? Um, because right. we had that moment of where we were like, is this a path that we still want to be on? And that was actually when we decided, well, I decided, and I was just like, well, you're coming with me <laughs> uh, to, to move to New York. That was actually the moment. 
And I've always wanted to live and work overseas. So I think there was, there was that. Um, I was also actually exploring another um, idea with Bonner, who you met at Podfest as well. So she's my, my co-founder now. We were exploring an idea actually in fashion technology. And so at the time I was like, well, you know, this is a great excuse to go to a place where, you know, fashion and technology is, you know, made, you know, and so, yeah, we made that decision end of 2018. Now we spent like a good six months, uh, like setting the businesses up in Sydney, etc. So we only actually moved here August, 2019. Um, but yeah, that was a really pivotal moment for us that uh, like, I look back and I'm like, wow, it's just one of those, again, one of those sliding door moments that if we hadn't made that decision and made that move, our lives would be looking so, so different right now. Right. And if, and if, I mean, as much as that is awful, because also it's a trust thing, right? You're like, oh my gosh, how can this person, this is my baby. This is my heart. I put my life into this and this person is stealing from us. Stealing to me is, is just so, I, I don't understand it. And I just, um, it, it really, it, it, it's so awful in so many levels. So that had to also been like a lo- like, uh, so many different emotions that you had anger, sadness, you know, betrayal. I mean, all of those things. So if, but if that didn't happen, it wouldn't, you wouldn't be on the right path. And sometimes, you know, whether you believe in God or the universe, sometimes those big things happen to shake us and wake us up to be like, okay, I need to reevaluate. And sometimes he's, you know, whether you believe in God or the universe, but there are signs all around us, but you're missing them. And sometimes there has to be a big sign thrown in your face to get you to stop and be like, oh, okay, I'm on, I'm on a path that I, I'm supposed to be going left and I've been going right this whole time because I thought that was my path. So I think that's, you know, um, again, I'm sorry that happened to you because that sucks. I mean, you know, when you put your whole life work into something and, and that, that happens. So, and then you moved to New York and I, I'm not going to give the COVID, I'm not going to give it any <laughs> words because I don't want to do that because we know you obviously had to pause and that probably was a sucky time and it was a lot of questions and stuff. But when did you come up and I, you know, we're, we're going to have your, your business partner on uh, the podcast as well, because she has a pretty interesting, amazing story as well. Um, but when did you guys decide, okay, Cap Show, you know, take us through that journey? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So this one, so as I said, we had this fashion technology idea, which is completely different to what we're doing now. Um, but so yeah, at the time, obviously I was like, when I, when I made the decision to move to New York, um, I raised it with Bonnie and she was super supportive and we were like, yeah, we can make this work. But at the end of the day, I was just like, Hey, do you just want to come with us? Like, why not? So I am again, so, so fortunate because I got to come with two of my best friends, like my husband, um, and Bonnie and, and my cat, of course. And right. so, <laughs> so, you know, we hit the ground running, just testing this idea, this fashion technology idea. And we actually failed it four months in. And we had no idea because we, we actually, so when we came to New York, we, we didn't have credit score. We had nothing. So we actually had to prepay our rent for 12 months. So that was Ooh. all of our savings. Like, <laughs> cause you can imagine rent in New York. is yes, I, I, I lived in New York. So yes, yeah, I know. Exactly. So that was, so we were like, Hey, we have, we gave ourselves 12 months to make something work. And then four months in, we failed the idea that we had even come to do. And so we're like, Oh my gosh, what do we do? It's funny when you're saying like the signs and just everything does happen for a reason and, and life mm-hmm. ends up happening for you because yeah, you just, when you give in, 
when you give to life, I, I'm such a big believer that it gives back. And so yes. because we were, you know, and we were questioning, we were open and we were curious about a lot of stuff, we actually um, ran into uh, an old acquaintance back. So he's Aussie, um, had also moved to New York, didn't know this, but he was actually helping a UK brand, um, chocolate brands expand in the US. And he was like, they've, they've set up a brick and mortar retail business, but they wanted help to actually transition it online and he knew my background obviously he knew what you know I could do and so he was like do you want to do this for us and I was like well sure because we didn't I didn't have we didn't have anything else going on at that time and you know so we ended up falling into and then we ended up signing up some other boutique clients that we were talking to with this fashion technology anyway so we actually ended up starting this marketing agency totally again not like nothing right so and then so that's what we were doing for a few months and Again, it was not a business. It was a necessary business at the time because we needed to earn an income, but it wasn't right. a business that we ever wanted to do and definitely not one that we wanted to scale. So we actually then just transitioned it into a coaching business. And that was when I actually started my first podcast. Um, so it was a coaching business targeting e-commerce business owners, helping them grow. Um, and that was when I started my first podcast. And through that journey, um, you know, it was – it was such an awesome, you know, again, learning so much about what makes a podcast work. How do you actually use it as a coach or consultant to actually get leads, convert them? Like it was just such an, yeah. Anyway, so I learned so much in that period. The other thing that I learned because talking to e-commerce business owners, a lot of times they started that business because they didn't want to be the face of it, right? They could hide behind a product. And I was on them time and time to be like, you have to be the face, especially when you're just starting out They're like, you have to stand out. And the only differentiator you have is you. And like exactly to your point, when you're like, your stories are what makes you, you uniquely you. And that was what I was trying to tell them as well. And they were like, oh, okay, fine. I get it, but I don't know how to do it. How do I tell my stories? And that was actually what prompted the first iteration of Cap Show. So the first iteration, we actually launched in December 2021. Um, and that was what it did was it would prompt the users through telling their story. So it's kind of like we had a user describe it as a combination of Mad Libs and journaling. So we'd prompt them to tell their stories and the software would take that and convert it into a bank of captions and in emails. And so we were like, oh my gosh, this is the best thing since sliced bread and the chalk pot, which I know I said was the best thing since sliced bread. So after those two, this is the best thing. <laughs> um, and we can help all entrepreneurs. All entrepreneurs is going to get, they're going to get so much out of this. And then, so we launched it and we were like, why isn't this working? <laughs> why isn't this working? Why is no one, you know, why are we not getting the interest that we thought we would? And so we're talking to a coach and he was like, so remind me again, who are you trying to talk to? And we're like, well, everyone, all entrepreneurs. You can imagine how well that goes down in marketing, right? right. Um, that there was just no way that we could be talking to everyone. So he, 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 after some resistance, we listened to him and he made us niche down. And again, through my experience, like podcasting, being an expert who podcasts and all, and just the way that how podcasters are just natural storytellers, again, to your point, like they, you know, you don't need to convince them like I had been doing to tell their stories. They just naturally do that. I was like, it just makes so much sense to start targeting, like niching down to experts who podcast. And that again, 
like mind open, curiosity, like asking all the right questions. That was what led to capture as it is now, which is this AI powered podcast copywriter. Right. And so again, we told everyone where they can find you. You could find them on online IG and it's cap show. It's C A P S H O.com. Or you can also on IG C A P S H O HQ. And what I love about this, because I know when we met at PodFest, you started telling me, and obviously I've been podcasting now for since 2019. Um, I taught myself how to do it, you know, asking people in the industry, um, but really just kind of Googling, like, how do I start a podcast? You know, it was one of those kind of things. And then as I realized that this was something I was good at, as I realized that this was something that, you know, it is the stories, the stories are what connects us. And if I can have a platform where I can help people tell their stories and also help them connect their dots, because just innately, I am good at that. That is something that I am, am really good at as kind of just like the aha moments of someone being like, oh, wait, I didn't even think about that. And it's just because of the questions I ask. So it's such an important thing because we need... You know, when you have a podcast, you don't know, like your favorite episode might not be the favorite episode of your audience. And it's just like with social media, you know, I think we talked about this many times on, on this podcast, but you put a social media post up and you're like, oh my God, that was amazing. Everyone's going to love it. It's going to get all these shares. It's going to go viral. And literally it's crickets. And you're like, (laughs) that's so weird. And then you throw something up because you're like, uh, you know, with the algorithm, you're trying to stay up with, you know, just keep keeping relevant, keeping there and you throw something up and it, it goes crazy. And you're like, oh my God, I didn't put any thought into it. It's the same with podcasting. You don't know you know, what quotes are going to be grabbed. You know, I I do have a team, which I'm very fortunate enough that helps with that. They listen, but this is such a great thing because this is also, you know, something where it could be an extra tool, right? So it's like, Hey, here's your, you know, I have my editors, but here's an extra tool that I can throw my, my episodes in. Let's see what spits it out. And it's, it's a really cool thing, especially also for the, the podcaster that just starts, right. That doesn't know, it doesn't have a budget to put that money in, you know, the crazy money with the editors, as we all know that, and I know anyone that's listening to this as a podcaster, they're like, yes, it's, it, (laughs) it can be very, you know, you're spending money. And sometimes if you're not hitting the right places, or if you don't have another back end, you're not making the money as fast as you are hoping, because you don't have all those ad spaces, you know, and we can get into that, but we don't need to get into that. So this is such a great tool and I can't wait to start using it. I mean, I know when we spoke at, you know, PodFest, I said, let's get you guys on the podcast. Let's do a little bit more. And then let's talk about, you know, how we can support each other, right? Because this is also the space is here to really, networking is such an important aspect in life, not just business, not just socially, but in any aspect, because when you, when you connect with the people that are like-minded, that have a drive, that had an excitement, that's something that's important. And obviously we were put together that day. It was kind of just random, right? We just started talking. It was like a, you know, I think we were supposed to be, there was like a game or something that we didn't do. I mean, I know I didn't do because I was talking to you. I was guys so fascinated by you guys. And I happened not to see you on the floor because you guys were you were exhibitors there. But I happened not to for some reason, right, go by. Did you guys have a booth in the we, we didn't. We actually only oh, decided okay. to go to like two weeks before. Yeah. And so it was we had a makeshift. I'd say it's a make we kind of just stole a table that was in the hallway and then we just like yeah we were just trying it it was literally we had our alpha version on the last day and we were getting grabbing people and we're like yeah just try it and tell us what you think (laughs) right 
but that, I mean, those kind of things are, those kind of things are where magic happens when you get, you know, cause you met so many people. I know so many people were like, Oh my gosh, you got to talk to the ladies too. It's so cool. And um, I mean, you and I can sit here and talk for hours because I think it's just amazing. I love the way your brain works. I love the journey that you went on because so many people out there listening are going to relate to you, right? They, you know, that they had a path that they thought they were meant to, because that's what either society, their family, whoever told them they had to, but you were curious enough to be like, well, you know what? I want a different path. I want to take a little bit of risks and, uh, it does take confidence to do that because there's people out there that don't have the confidence because of, of fear. I, well, if I start this, what if I lose everything? You know, you guys were, even though I'm sure there was dark days, like how are we going to do it? But it always, you know, you, you worked hard and you're in the beginning of this. I can't wait to see where this grows. Yeah, totally. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. A hundred percent. I could not agree with everything that you said. <laughs> you do have a really great knack of joining the dots and summarizing it so beautifully. So thank, thank you for that. <laughs> well, I mean, thank you. And I can't wait, uh, you know, after this, you know, we will talk because I definitely want to see how I can support you and what we can do. And I am, uh, you know, there's been a couple apps that are new fireside. One of them that I, you know, go live. I do my live. I just came back from the hall of fame uh, event at, for the NFL in Canton. And I, you know, work with them. They're there was a couple of things that I actually figured out on my own uh, with support. Some of my podcasters, they're like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. You know, I'm bringing it back to them. Yes. Um, there's another one, Picked Cherries, who I think you met, Stuart, at yes. um, PodFest. So that app is where you can take a little snippet and send it. So there's so many things that when you see um, whether what's, whatever space you're in, just a curiosity, asking questions. Um, I love being able to support and network and see how I can help you. And, uh, and, and I know you're the same. You're like, yes, my I actually, uh, you know, cap show is going to help you, which is, which is just, which is just wonderful. So thank you so much for joining your next stop. I, uh, you know, I'm, I love this and I can't wait to see where our relationship goes. hundred percent. Thank you so much. Yes. So guys, you know what to do? Like, rate, review, share. Now you might be listening to this and being like, that's a really cool story, but I don't have a podcast. So it, you know, I, I'm going to listen to it, love it, be inspired, but who knows who you know that actually has one? Or have you asked your neighbor, your sister, your mother, your father, there's someone in your life that actually is thinking about a starting a podcast, but doesn't know what to do, doesn't know where to go. And this is a first step of like, this is a thing that they can actually, Capshow can help them do it. So that's where I'm asking you, my listeners, to ask questions, ask questions of people in your network, because this is one of those episodes that someone needs to hear. So I want you guys to share it with three, five, 10, you know, of your family members, friends, um, neighbors, whoever, because someone is going to be inspired by this. So don't forget to rate review and subscribe to your next stop. And we will see you guys next week with another, probably actually even this week, because I don't know what day this is going to episode, you know, go out. It's probably Monday. So you guys are going to get another episode on Thursday, but you know, don't forget to keep tuning in. And, um, I'm, so happy to be here to inspire you with stories because stories are what connects us. Have a great day. Thank you so much again. Thank you. I hope you liked this episode of Your Next Stop. Please subscribe to my channel, share with your friends and join in each week. 